Well, I'd rather be at the golf course in the rain than spending time with my wife. everyone and pull up a seat at the table it's lunchtime in rome tonight's episode 212 entitled the impact of a teacher what did your teacher or coach teach you about life it could be life-changing or just something that stuck stuck with you throughout the years we'll be sharing those life lessons tonight at the table so pull up a seat and join us first time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com forward slash lunchtime in rome Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com, and while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Sorry about that, man. What? Well, I was covering the script. Yeah, I mean, we should have got memorized, memorized by now. You would think so. <laughs> yeah. Yours changes every week. It does. Right. The first part. The first part. Right. And I, I was trying to throw something in about the impact of a teacher, something near and dear to Chris's heart, but I couldn't work it in at that point in time. Because Chris, you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. Yeah. How's, I also, my script changes every week. It does a little bit. Just in and my well, head. And sometimes Just you change. On most accident. Of the time you change. Yeah. 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 We'd prefer it didn't. But. But, but yeah. Anyway, impact of a teacher. Sorry. So. Yeah. You've gone back to school. School started. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time of year again. Do you guys feel like summer slipped away? Do you, do you like, there's some people, well, is it Jan who, Fourth of July, Fourth of July summer's, summer's over. over. How do you guys, Jan, Jan, Jan. how do you guys feel about this time of year? Obviously, Chris, you went back to school. For me, it's until the pool closes. It's summer, summer. all day, baby. So like November. Yeah, <laughs> this year. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, I can't afford that much gas in my heater. For me, it's like, I mean, it's been different over the years, I, and I think it was interesting because finally this year, I really felt, well, especially compared to last year, last year was a very stressful summer. Uh, go back and listen yeah, to guys, old episodes you if you want to know why. But um, At least it eased up as the school year came along. Oh, yeah. No problems there. <laughs> But no, this summer was relatively relaxing for us, even though we kept very busy and, you know, did things. But I felt very refreshed and like the lowest anxiety I've ever felt heading back into a school year. So transitions, you know, it's tough. So I'm, I'm wondering like, well, I don't know. Well, would it be better without? But anyway, this year I was like, wow, I feel really refreshed. And I don't feel any anxiety about going back to school. Mm. And, you know, I just feel really like in control of my you know, world heading back in. I'm like, I'm, I, you know, I know how to prepare for the year and I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. And I'm realizing now that it's, if that was so I could handle <laughs> the weird, um, newness of this year. Cause we have a lot of new things going on. And so it's a darn good thing. Like mentally, I think for me that I'm like, well, I, I know what I'm doing in my classroom and I know like, you know, the school and I know the, the, the kids and I know like I'm just I'm very comfortable on all the things that were have been in place. Mm -hmm. And so now that we're doing these new things that are kind of throwing a, a a bit of chaos into the start of the school year, I can handle it. You have more margin. Yes. Yes. I think other years, if I had tried to, to do all this new stuff at the beginning of the year, it would have been like. I'm just going to go insane now. Goodbye, everybody. I feel like last year you had a lot of problems with the buses to start off with. Oh, like yeah. you, were, you were waiting there late. It's true. This year, well, last year, did you still have any kind of like COVID restrictions that you had to work around? No, there were no COVID restrictions last year. It was almost just like we were still, though, recovering from that COVID world where like mm -hmm. bus drivers, for example, it was like we mm -hmm. just they could not get enough right. people to, to, to do it. Right. And um, but this so year seems a lot this year. They fixed that. Yep, yeah, And we got we've got a lot of new things happening, which is cool. Are like using what, the same company. 
for busing? Same company. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Somebody must be getting a kickback. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and we really, I love the bus drivers. They're How did we really... do last year? Terribly. Oh, all right. Let's renew the contract. <laughs> well, you know what? It might not have even been a one-year contract. I don't know all those true, details. True, true. But uh, but they have stepped up, and that's really good. And I do like the bus drivers. They're very engaging with the kids. It's so good for, for mm-hmm. elementary kids to get on the bus with somebody that, like, that knows their name and stuff like it's really cool to see that as you know because a lot of times you the bus driver is just like yeah a, you know a nameless face and they're just like get it on is, it is one difficult job you're not getting paid a lot yeah and you have so much responsibility and you have so many restrictions of what you can and can't do mm-hmm. um and I mean, that's, no, no mercy no no like if you make one mistake yep. you out Yep. I mean, you leave one kid on the bus for too long. I mean, yeah, wreck <laughs> one roll, time. Right, right. Roll the bus over a hill one show, time. Show up intoxicated <laughs> one time. One time. That's What's all. funny? They uh, for, right before the school year started. This was last. Our, our school. Our first student day was this Monday. So this week is a full week. But last Friday, kindergarten parents came in for a little orientation time. And one of the things our principal told them was, you know, be patient with buses and don't worry. You know, we've never lost a kid. Um, However, every year, I don't know if that's exactly true, but pretty much every year, seems like we lose a kindergartner but in fact they're just so tired from this school experience they're not used to they fall asleep on the bus and don't get off at their stop and away they go and, and we find them the next morning in the garage <laughs> it's warm in there all right but uh but no never lost so and good, that's just good, my yeah good start to the year yeah good start to the year just crazy just a lot of new things we're doing we're doing a healthy a- healthy active lifestyle mm. midday like block of time now what's that hell it yes exactly how? it's how and um it means Wait, that how, how? healthy active, active lifestyle. lifestyle an acronym oh. is when you take the first letter <laughs> yeah <laughs> go ahead different than onomatopoeia bang and we uh basically it means we have to get all kids to a certain place in the building for different activities during this midday block, mm-hmm. which we okay, Eric? He's aware of it. Okay, so we are, you know, obviously the older the kids, the the easier it is to give instructions, and they know the school and everything. With kindergarten, first day of school, you're like, okay, not only is this a brand new place for you, and you have now just been introduced to your teacher, and now we're going to take you away from them and you have to go over here and you have to make sure that like it's a lot Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of coordination so i am happy to be a part of it but also like just riding the wave right now of sort of like chaotic if you're of a bitter teacher you'd be like i'll i'll tolerate it until it gets canceled because it's not gonna work (laughs) right and there is part of me that is like "Ah, is this gonna work how is this gonna work but Again, it, this today's only the third day of school. It, it takes time. Chris, you'll appreciate this because you like Star Wars, but we have an echo right now. And all I can think about is TK421. Why aren't you responding? <laughs> TK421. Why aren't you at your post? post? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Brian, what's going on in your world? Um, so school started. And so I got a kid now in 11th grade and a kid in sixth grade. I really like the drop-off at Linton much better than the drop-off at the elementary school. Oh, um, well. Yeah. Like, that, that elementary school, the trap, like, you're sitting there for a good 10, 15 minutes just Ugh. waiting for Yeah. Oh, the rage. If things go well. If things go the well. The rage. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> that's all you got is the that's rage. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so both kids ha- have had a good experience to start the year. Um Ethan scheduled his driver. He scheduled, he himself scheduled his own driver's test because he's wow. getting close to getting his license. Um, so, and then he'll be able to drive himself. So it'll be one more th- like in the morning. It, it's kind of this revolving. I'm juggling all these balls in the morning. You know, I wake up, I make sure breakfast is ready. I take Ethan, I come back, I do a loop and now I take Abby. Um, so it'll be, it'll be kind of nice when Ethan can get himself up and, you know, take himself to school. I'll be interested to see how that works because he's vehemently against an alarm. 
He's like, they're not healthy for you. They cause sleep. They cause brain damage. Oh, oh no. Too, he's not turning into, uh, what's that, time blind or whatever? Oh, yes. That new thing that I've seen happen. Oh, that's, but that's his very neurodivergent. His claim, is, his claim is brain damage. And I'm like, bro, social media? Like, is that 20 not hours of being on a video game there? <laughs> is that not causing some kind of brain damage? Oh, Shaman Ethan. That depends on the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, sitting in a dark basement playing video games for 18 hours no and brain, or whatever else. No brain damage there. No. Um, lots of hockey uh, for both uh, for both Ethan and myself. And one of the... Ethan's actually out playing tonight in a really bad storm. Um but it's just rain at this point. So they figured, you know, kids can play in rain. But one of the things I'm excited about is I've been getting so many requests because I'm a goalie to to fill in. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's exceptional right now. Like, the, you know, I, I, I normally play Friday nights, but I'm getting so many requests. Like, I'm going to go play Greensburg tomorrow night. Wow. Um, I joked the other day when you're, you were telling us some of this or because it started a, a few weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. It started to pick up for you. It and did. I was like, oh, you're going to be playing both ends of the uh, yeah. the rink here pretty soon. <laughs> That's like, kind of funny. back and forth. Well, somebody texted me on Monday to play out at Murraysville. And I was like, I can't play. But here's the thing. My son's about to get his license. And he's a pretty good goalie in his own right. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to give you his number. Yeah. He's he's itching to play like in the upper leagues oh, and sure. with the adults and stuff. So I'm kind of like I can't wait for him to be That'd able be to cool. do that. Yeah, it will. Um, I played against him a couple weeks ago. He actually beat me. Um, I mean, I had 30 more shots or so than he did, but still, like he's he's gotten really really good. So I'm excited for him to be able to you know make those decisions. Be like, yeah, I want to go play, and actually not have to take him to do it. Um, That's big time. Yeah, and tonight you mentioned steak. You made Rachel or you had leftover steak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my dad got me some, uh, <laughs> they were these, the the package was like this big. Wow. Two steaks in it, two T-bones. And so. About the I, size of a bread box for those yeah, who are right. listening. Maybe. Because, you know, you know we're all measuring things by bread box. <laughs> hey, we got one. That's more I don't know why, but we have one. That's, That's all awesome. I got. Yep. Dude, I will pass the mic. Chris, you weren't here last week, right? Uh, two weeks ago, not last week. We're not here. That is correct. You know how many drops we had to pick from? I don't know. Maybe two, three. three. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad I'm back. So in the last week, um, as now the I am the interim head coach for Penn Hills Golf, picked up my first victory this week. Nice. Congrats. Oh, against uh, two. That's great. Yeah. Did, you, did you golf yourself? No. No. <laughs> no. There's a funny story that goes with that. No, uh, Woodland Hills forfeited. They didn't show up. So oh, we, we, got, no. we got the win, baby. Oh, hey, it counts in the book. One and one in the section. Did your guys still golf? Oh, I still had them play. It was That's Monday. That's awesome. It was hot, too. Gosh, yeah. it was gross. And so, you know, there's not much coaching you can do. So I kept myself busy and I like to look for golf balls because then I give them to the guys. And uh, so walking around Green Oaks, how many golf balls did I find on Monday? I already know the answer, yeah. so I can't answer. 32. Mm, 48. I found 33 <gasps> titleists <laughs> and 37 others. Wow. I found 70 golf balls walking the nine holes. Wow. But so it's fun. Uh, that's it's, just that's people supporting Penn Hills Golf right there. No, that's just a bunch of people who lose golf balls and don't want to go over a hill towards Allegheny River Boulevard to look for them. But, okay. I, I wouldn't either. Um, today we were at the range, and some guys were golfing, some were hitting balls, and I'm showing the one guy. And, and I've told them that I can play, but I haven't played with them or anything else. And there was only five of them there, and so I just grabbed the one kid's driver because it was a nice driver. And I said, here, you know, I'm not – and I was just said, let me let me see. And I was like, well, you can't look bad now, kid. You know, and I teed it up, ripped the crap out of it. I mean, <laughs> 50 yards further than he was hitting. As far as you could – I was just perfect. And I was like, well, never – When's the last time you hit a golf ball? Besides uh, today. The week before the season's like about three weeks ago, Joe and I went and I hit a few. And before the season started, though. Three when? years. Yeah. But wow. it was so funny. I'm like, I'm not going to hit another one. He now, because he was like, oh. Oh, you can't, yeah, you can't go again. No. <laughs> you just, one time. And just I, let and him, I let said him to, to Nick the Rat, I said, Nick, so you need to understand, I know how to coach and I know how to golf. That doesn't mean I know how to coach golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's been fun because there's, it's funny is some of the guys who weren't listening to me at all are starting to mm. with just different tips and stuff like that. But the only thing, other thing I wanted to share was uh, today I was driving past the pro shop and like a men's league was about to start. You know, like the guys who say, I'd rather be on the golf course thinking about God than being in church thinking about the golf course. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've heard that. So right. I'm sitting in the cart and I hear this guy say to his buddies, he goes, well, I'd rather be at the golf course in the rain than spending time with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the same thing. He doesn't listen to lunchtime in Rome. And I was like, gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> it's like, it is because I thought he was going there like, oh, okay, uh-huh. then, then being dry, thinking about golf or something. Right. Nope. <laughs> Just I'd rather be miserable than be with my wife. <laughs> that's so sad. So I gave him uh, one of our promo flyers. We don't have promo flyers. <laughs> for faith? No, for lunchtime in a row. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Rather be street golfing spot. in the rain than beating the homeless kids. Mm. Like, yeah. Would you please talk about the concoction that you put out on Tuesday night last night with the cauliflower? Oh, sure. Everybody, so everybody needs to hear. This. Last week, I had made. I, I actually saw a recipe uh, on the kitchen where they made a funky potato salad. So instead of just boiling the potatoes, they roasted the potatoes, roasted cauliflower florets, meanwhile uh, caramelizing some onion, and then letting everything cool down. And then you mix it with mayonnaise, sour cream, a little Worcestershire sauce, and salt and pepper, bing, bang, boom. And everybody loved it. it was, wow, that is pretty much the French onion dip. Yeah. Yeah. Except you're just adding potato and cauliflower. Yeah. Uh, and you add it. It's, it's a little more... Mayonnaise and not so. There's mm-hmm. no cream cheese, so it's not dippy. Anyhow, so uh, this week I had made Rachel some Mexican street corn, and I had leftover dressing. So I just roasted some cauliflower I got from the farmer's market, caramelized a Vidalia onion, which this time I diced it. Like they always tell you, just make slices when you're going to caramelize onions. Mm-hmm. But then you get the long stringy onion; they don't dissipate. Right, I always so chop it up after though. Right. Yeah. I chopped it up before. So it went a little quicker. Oh, cook quicker. It doesn't yeah. take an hour. Right. It takes and longer. They always than say, you like, caramelize onions for 15 minutes. I'm like, no, it well, takes 45. Yeah. 45. Easy. Yeah. What well, took maybe 25. Mm. But anyhow, so I did the um, Mexican street corn dressing, which is a bunch of ancho chili powder. They tell you to use different powders, but I use ancho and I'll use a little bit of paprika. And garlic and salt and pepper, squeeze a lime. Actually, I used a whole lime. And then mayonnaise and sour cream. And then I just, I didn't do the potatoes. I just did the roasted cauliflower. And that's what I made. It was delicious. And you had a cold last night and said it was good. And everybody else said, eh, warm would have been better. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun little funky, you know, it's kind of weird. Because you're like, oh, it's Mexican street Vidalia cauliflower. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things <laughs> I told you last night. It's one of those things where like you get a craving at like 1130. Yeah, yeah. I appreciated that. Dude, dude and dude, it's you gone. Say, and you like, don't even like you don't matter. even get out a bowl. You nope. just grab <laughs> the container out of the fridge. And yeah. and the next thing you know it's gone and you look at it and like I hate myself. <laughs> but again, <laughs> but not if you're if not too much because it's all good food. Because it's pretty good. If you're yeah. counting carbs. But it's good. Basically food, right. None, right. Yeah, that's awesome. It's one of those things where you get to the point and you're like, oh, that's not really a serving. I'll just finish it. Right. Right? Yes. It'll be like a quarter of a cup and you're like, well, who's going to eat that? Can you, can you keep that around? Uh, what about you, buddy? Um, oh, classic. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Timeline. We're deep into it. Yeah, and I'll be quick. Um, had a birthday. It was great. Um, baby, it's a boy. I can't remember if I talked about that. I think I talked about it. Yeah, I talked about it last time. But birthday money, spent birthday money on a new disc golf basket, which is sitting in our front yard. I saw that. It looks beautiful. Family bonding. Um, And Maggie loves it. It's awesome. Man, what a blessing. I uh, put it together while she was over at my mom's for the day. It came in the mail Monday. And we bring her home. And she's like, Daddy. There's a disc golf basket in our front yard. <laughs> and she was so excited, which According was awesome. According to the map. According to the map. <laughs> um, so that's really fun. And I'm working on a... Pro- I can't talk about it uh, oh, you mean the... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Um, I can't talk about it right now, but I... The Russian If all goes launch. well, I hope to talk about it at some point. Crash but I'm working on a really fun project at work that... So far, it's going really well, and it's being really well received. Jeans I just need you wear on your head. <laughs> oh, dude, you nailed it! Oh, yeah. Actually, no, bras you wear on your pants. <laughs> um, I've already, pants. I've already given you a billion dollars for this. I know you have, yeah. Um, so hopefully, the for the the people that will count that need to make decisions and stuff, they'll 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 like it too. So, Wait, but so far it's good. My verbal billion dollars, though. I didn't. <laughs> 
I didn't put that in the presentation. But I might put, you know, Brian Hurst said this is a great idea. And it should give me a billion dollars. It's going to put it over the edge, man. It doesn't not. It, right. it just doesn't particularly count. It might My count. VP would be like, who the heck is Brian Hurst? But you know what does count? Teachers. Teachers, coaches, those who are supposed to teach us things academically, but every once in a while, and not always, and actually... Sometimes never. Sometimes never, which makes it stand out when a teacher or a coach teaches you a little something about life, gives you that little adage that you remember for the rest of your life. And it could be something as simple as Mr. Hemphill, my trig teacher slash golf coach, uh, when you would say, I did the work right, but I got the answer wrong. Can I get partial credit? And he would scream and not scream and yell, but he would tell a story of a NASA astronaut careening off into the emptiness of space because, well, you did the work right. You just put the coordinates in wrong. And that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so we wanted to highlight that for two reasons. One, three reasons. One, it's back to school. Two, because teachers and coaches, really the ones who've made an impact in our life, need to be elevated. And three, because when we did our life mottos, Dan Leopold, my high school best friend and good friend to this very day and famous author and famous teacher, sent us a treasure trove of life tips. Delivered. Yeah. And like teachers can be, they can be so impactful. Mm. Um, and also a negative, like I was just thinking about my dad. <laughs> yeah. That'll be next week. <laughs> is it going to yeah, be next week? No, I don't no. know, but it'd be fun. Be, because, yeah. like, and we're going to go through all these positive ones. But yeah, this is good something, stuff. something always stuck out to me, my dad said to me, he had a teacher, I think he was maybe in like third, fourth grade, something like that. They were like, you're going to be a garbage man. And it was so like he he took that and it was so degrading to him as a third grader. Yeah, something like that. And it was like it's not, pretty bad. Not that we. I love the guy that comes and collects my trash. I do too. But Mr. Pat makes more money than all of us. Love the Mr. Point Pat. Of the story is it's not a glamorous job. It's not a glamorous job, but like it, it, it is. It is amazing how you know teachers especially can really impact the trajectory of a lot of things in your life for good or bad. Right. So Chris, take your job seriously. <laughs> yeah. Maybe step it up a notch. I, Chris is like, I'm going to start right now. <laughs> I told three kids today that they're going to be garbage men. Oh, <laughs> see that garbage man? You're not even good enough to do that. <laughs> we had a professor in college that, if he was, a, he was a music professor, very strict. I know. And the type. If, oh, if wait, we did not, what was his name? Vahe. Barbarian. Yeah. 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 He's passed now, so I don't mind sharing his name. But Professor Barbarian. They always say it's good to disparage the dead. Go on. Yeah. And he used to tell people that, like, if they messed up on their music theory assignment or whatever, he was like, oh, you're going to be truck driver? Oh. Very bad. I was a truck driver. He's <laughs> a nice Irish guy. <laughs> Chris isn't great with the accent. <laughs> but, uh, Eastern European. I don't know. Where Very nice. That was good. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Did he tell that. you that? No. <laughs> no, he didn't. Actually, by the time we had him, he was near retirement and had mellowed some. We just sort of heard stories. He was about, just finishing. Yeah. He was like, just yeah, just get turn me through it. In. I yeah. have, I like one day up. you will. I have given up. Deliver water. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have that guy, <laughs> but he knew. So starting off with a bang. Michelle Hayhurst Shimko, good friend on Facebook, good friend in life. Ms. Deb Bryson, my honors speech and comp class, 11th grade. That would be a Franklin uh, teacher, Franklin Regional. And a uh, good friend, Amy Raymond, echoed uh, her words on that teacher. She said, take the risk, be your authentic self, and put a little piece of you in everything you do. We did a lot of writing and impromptu speeches, but this advice stuck with me. Lately, it's really become Michelle's mantra. Hmm. Oh, Miss Deb Bryson. Put a, be, a, be your authentic self. Take the risk. And put a little piece of something in everything you do. So, yeah. Don't be that afraid to like, put yourself uh, out there. Marilyn's motto. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tracy McDermott. High school friend. Go on. Mr. Scarcelli. 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 Shelley. Shelley. Taught me two things, work ethic and the importance of baking cookies. Math teacher. He, he packed his da lunch daily and would help us struggling math kids during his lunch in the classroom. Ah, oh, mm. I left that class wanting to work harder and have some fun too. That's, 
it's kind of an object lesson and support like to really come you know and, and sacrifice you're sacrificing lunch and right your time and you think about like when you're a kid you don't really think about what that means but when you get older oh if I'm and you think about back, right now you taught a full class i'm like there is break right i do not want to teach during my lunch break yeah, you invited break. kids into your room during lunch that's big yeah that's big. as a kid i feel like a lot of times you look at the teacher as kind of a robot and this is just what they do you oh, yeah. don't see them as a human no um, when you see them in the grocery store, it's always cat. You get catatonic. <laughs> so I would bucket that under support. Yeah. Right. Oh sure. Yeah. And also respect they care enough, that he cares enough about mm, you to sit yeah. down with you. I like that. Yeah. Shelly Knack Young, sister Lauren, Laurentia, 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 Laurentia. Be Laurentia. At, be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and always use your Christ-like manners. I think we had one of those as well. But I think it was, it's always the right time or something like that, wasn't it? For the mottos? Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a famous Martin Luther King quote. There's, it's always the right time to, to do, do the, the right, right thing. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, yeah. Spike Lee actually said that. Do the right thing. He was probably first. Yeah. I made a movie about it. Don't Joanne, be encouragement, by the way. Jo okay. Uh, <laughs> Joanne Laffey Abed. Yeah, she was in uh, Community. You mean the show? No, who? Okay, Blair, are you being serious? No, no. That would be hilarious if you took if you took there like a, uh, inspirational from a teacher, like in a show. Well, anyway. it cracks me up as I'm reading these because it's like, oh, Joanne Laffey. I went to high school with her. Abed. No Wait, idea. who's Mr. Carter? Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter. Carter. <laughs> well, I was waiting for someone to fill in how we know. Right, Joanne. Yes. Right. Most we, of these are these are all my Facebook friends. Got it. Oh, Jay has a lot of Facebook friends. Well, so, I interact with them and invest in their lives. Go on, Chris. Joanne says, too many great teachers to mention them all, but Ms. Bowman and Mr. Modic or Modic, Modic gave me a love of literature and history and the knowledge that you have to dig deeper to get at the real truth. Oh, that is so true. Man. Oh, look, everybody, Don't look at read that. the headline. Uh, look at that trap door. Uh, look at that. I'm not stepping on it. Hole. But I agree. We could go deep into that. Um, I don't. Oh, she goes on. Yeah, she continues. I ended up doing uh, double majoring in English and history, but wow. it goes beyond those subjects. Thanks to them, I developed critical thinking skills and a drive to see things from other perspectives, mm. which have helped me be a better professional, partner, parent, and person every single day. Great alliteration, Joanne. Well, Ms. Bowman was an English teacher at Penn Hills, and she was passionate for talking about you know peas she was passionate about about reading mm -hmm. and about english and i mean i didn't get passionate about it but i was like man she like i learned what passion was through mm. her um mm. she you know she always tried to get me to read i'm like look it ain't gonna happen i don't know <laughs> it, what to tell you it is hard as a teacher to do that 100 percent of the time and i don't i mean maybe miss bowman came close and that's awesome because you know as a teacher not all your students are gonna be in love with the subject the way that you were and are and that made you want to teach it right but to be able to try to express that to your your kids is just awesome so you've never been a reader like it's not just because you're an adult and you're busy and no i'm the same way no huh. but no, i will... again i'm not a book reader Mm -hmm. Right. I read tons of articles. Right. I'll read. The, well, and that was going to be my point. Like to this, like I do, I'm a very curious person. So I will read into something that like I want to learn more about and get to the bottom of. And now with like podcasts and stuff too. It's, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. listening, but I do, I will listen from time to time. I'll listen to like a novel on uh, like a recorded, you know, book on book tape. Book on tape. Yeah. Teresa Holodnik. Uh, I think many of us might know her. I don't know. You guys know Andy Holodnik, her brother? I know the Holodnik name. Tressa or T Teresa? Tressa. Sorry, my bad. Anyhow, she had a computer science professor. She was freaking out. She couldn't get it right. She couldn't get it right. She goes in, and she realizes she'd forgotten a semicolon at the end. Mm. And that is basically like, like ending in code is like ending a sentence without yeah. a period. Yep. And the advice that her professor said was, before you fail the exam, decide to drop the class, change your major, leave the school... Sometimes all you're missing is a semicolon. <laughs> so I like that. I mean, I get that reference. And yes, it's true. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just looking too big, too wide, too tall. And it's like, maybe it's just this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we overthink things. Well, when it's we, a very simple solution. Yeah. But yeah. also, also attention to detail. 
is important. It is important. It is important. Yeah. Uh, Lorian Klingler Bonine from our church. Yeah. There you go. Look at Brian. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I know of three people by name at our church, and wow. that's one of them. Three no, of them are here at this table. I know a couple more. <laughs> Well, if we just said I know. who runs our children's ministry, I don't know that he had gotten it right. So. I know. Four people at our church by name. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Isaac taught me that not everyone learns the same way. He met me where I learned. Hands on, not being lectured to. Changed my world and made me want to be a teacher. And that is such an important point to, to understand that people learn differently and, and to join them in their uh, education. education. We teach join them in their emotions. Mm -hmm. Join them in their education. And sure. that actually is joining them in their emotions. Sure. I know she has a, I know she teaches children's church, but like, does she have a degree in teaching? Uh, only a good pastor would know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know that professionally right now she's not a teacher. Right. That's what I mean. I know she's not a teacher. But, but she teaches. But she teaches a church. That's right. right. Yeah. But I was curious if like by trade, if she had like an education in it. Yeah. Emily, who has sat at the table just a few weeks ago. She said, how about from coaches? I think she mentioned this to me before, but she always remembers me saying, practice makes permanent, which I actually uttered that today. Oh, I like that. I also like uh, practice makes progress. Mm, not necessarily. <laughs> Exhibit. Well, I always hated practicing. <laughs> right. Well, as in, <laughs> practice makes progress instead of practice makes progress. Perfect. Right. I, get, I get Yeah. the sentiment. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but if you're, in you're progressing in your practice... If you're just repeating the same thing over and over again, you're well, just making right. a mistake. I think we're reading, reading too much into this. Yeah. <laughs> it means you're getting better. You should be getting better if you're practicing. Sure, mate. Uh, so emotional needs standpoint, <laughs> what is that? Practice makes permanent. Is that that's nothing. encouragement? Sure. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's to me. That's nothing. <laughs> Janet Amato, another... Brian, that's another person that goes to our church. Um, <laughs> one of my nuns at eighth grade graduation stated, dare to be different. Sounds kind of mundane, but it stuck with me. That's another thing. It is interesting that like some things just stick to you. Like you just remember, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you just remember like things that are like, and like she said, it's nothing new. Like right. we've heard that before, well, but like it just stuck with her. Well, Which I, I think is neat. I have two things. It's not mundane. It's clicheic. Sure. But um, it's almost like, with all due respect, this podcast and any sermon I give. Oh, dare to be different. Great. Yeah. Well, do you? Mm -hmm. Or do you right. just go along? Mm -hmm. You know, I think too many people just go along. Oh, I don't want to. No, go ahead. Be different. I'm Michael Scott. I marched to the beat of a different drummer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ed Knopp. I know, Ed. Me too. Yeah. So he was several years older than me, but we were in band together. I believe he has been a DJ yeah, he, at Mohan's when you have been there. Mm, not I don't remember seeing Mohan's. him at Mohan's. I've seen him Poorhouse. at yes, Poorhouse. At Poorhouse. Poorhouse. R.I.P. Poorhouse, yeah. 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 yeah, he's also my wife's ex-boyfriend. Much as you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. Probably ex. Probably ex. But uh, he mentions oh, good old Mr. Holstie. Yeah. Ben Holstie, possibly the best and most influential teacher I ever had. And his uh, Mr. Holstie's quote is, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. That's a solid one. Yeah, Holstie was cool. <laughs> Brian's arguing with it. It's like practice makes progress. Brian. You don't think it's more important to be nice? I would teach that to my elementary kids a million times over. My mother. That was one of her mottos. Be nice. Mm. And say thank you. I'm not saying it's not nice to be nice. I'm just, I'm, you know, how important it is to be nice. I, oh, I think wait, this is okay, but no, okay. <laughs> but maybe from a perspective of having a high need of respect, maybe it's like more important to you to be important to somebody. Well, like you want to yeah, be important no, to somebody. Good, there you go. You know, and like not in a, like not a, in a bad way or conceited way. No, but you want to feel respected. You want to feel like you're valuable to other people because, you know, you have. You're good at what you do. You're good at, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. Because, like, you want to be kind and gentle at, at, as much as you can be at all times. But you want to be more significant, I think, to that person. And that doesn't always come with being nice all the time. Anyways, this is way too much. No, I think it was good. I thought that was good. Oh, no. it's Yeah, that's not, that's not a wasted moment. But I would go so far as to say in our common, in our common, in our day and age, being nice is so rare. It's true. And yeah. that stands out. And it's people true. like, you know, will think, wow, they're really mm -hmm. nice. 
Like and so, they're viewed as important. Like even like, mm. random acts of kindness are one of the best things that can happen right now, and I guess that's being nice. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyways, Kristen Eccles Glenn, love this, Mister Pirillo, Mister Scarcelli, and Mister Hemphill all tried to teach me that I was capable of much more than I thought I was. I wasn't ready to hear it at the time, but God bless them for trying. Mr. Dortenzo taught me I was a creative writer. Thankfully, a law school professor, Joan Neeser, recognized my learning style and taught me how to organize all these, all those random creative thoughts. So that's mm. a lot of teachers making an impact. Um, capable of much more than I thought I was. And I think that's such an important thing for us to to be able to call out something that you see in somebody and encourage that, mm -hmm. even if they don't see it themselves, because that fosters that belief in them. It can foster that belief in them to to go on and do more than they thought they were. And a lot of people, you know, especially I think people with like um, self, um, like they don't, what, what is it? Self fulfilling prophecy? No, 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 no. Like fear, self started fear, self No, no, no. Fear, yes. I think a lot of people, especially like the, the where their hearts go to self condemnation, mm -hmm. it can be very difficult for them to to be able to see those kind of things that people are calling out in you. Because that's very uh, true. You know, mm -hmm. well, I think it's important for teachers to to hear her testimony because you know she listed three, if not four, high school teachers mm -hmm. that she felt wanted her to be more, you know, told her she could be more than she thought she was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a college professor said it years later. And so the teacher in high school feels like a failure. Like, eh, she never really mm -hmm. actualized that. She never realized her potential. And yet it was just their job. The seed was planted. They they were to plant the seed. seed. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy when she lists those teachers, and I don't know who Mr. Perello was. Well, that's the but, second time Mr. Scarcelli was, was mentioned. So Scarcelli tonight. was the buddy teacher. He came alongside you. He was your guy. He would have lunch with you, whatever else. I already mentioned Mr. Hemphill. He was the standard is the standard. I mean, it was the high road. Talent. I mean, it was, I mean, he was the golf coach. And I said, you know what? I, I hit the ball really well today, coach. I said, I, I just didn't score. And he just stared at me and he goes, well, then you didn't hit the ball well. Just like it was. Yeah. And then Mr. Dortenzo was the quirky English teacher. You all know of his impact because he once thought his car was stolen and he's like, my car might've been stolen this morning. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, my garage door was busted. I couldn't open it all the way. And so I just took a bus to work. And I'm like, what kind of car do you drive? He said, Cadillac. And I said, you don't know at this moment if it was stolen or not. <laughs> he goes, Jay, I own the car. It doesn't own me. Which is why we say about everything in our house, yeah. if you break something or spill something, we say, hey, we own the house. It doesn't own us, except for the china cupboard that you're not allowed to mess with. That owns us. <laughs> that's where that came, that's that's where that's came Mr. Dortenzo. So you have the buddy teacher. Yeah. You have the standard is the standard teacher. And then you have the laid back, like, mm -hmm. let's just all learn this. It's all good kind yeah. of teacher. So I, like I would that. dare to say that there's an argument that that notion that you're capable of more than you think you are is one of the most important things a teacher can teach you as well. Because like, I mean, let's be honest, anybody as a, as a teenager, even if you think highly of yourself, I guess, how accurate are you really thinking or how, how much, not even accuracy, but how um, you don't have a lot of experience to lean on to even gauge how capable you or anybody else is of anything. Yeah. So as many kids as get down on themselves, like, like, yeah, just the realization that, okay, you don't realize, and that's okay, but you need to keep going because mm -hmm. you can do a lot of things. And it's pretty just... rare to have the kid who is honestly over-evaluated their ability. Like, there's the cocky kid, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, because there's some people you're like, I don't know. I think you're capable for probably far less than you think you are. <laughs> like, I think that kid is rare because he's the right. one who says that is masking it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I will say that of life in general. You're always capable. You know, the number mm -hmm. of people that said to to me and to Rachel, oh, I can never go through what you're going through with Trey. You know, it took my 94-year-old aunt to be like, sure you can. You just don't want <laughs> yeah. to. You just do. Right. You know? mm. So I think there's always a deeper level. Mm -hmm. So now we transition to a, uh, we all get to take a seat and sit inside uh, um, for Spring Ford High School. And we sit down in Science 101 with Mr. Leopold. Mm -hmm. We've reached that point in this, uh, in, in our lesson today. And I will say that I can't imagine you won't be blessed and touched and learn from some of the advice 
that Dan has taught his students over the years. And here's how he summarized everything. He said, these are some of the points I preach to my students, and I try very much to practice what I preach. I call it Monday morning advice, and I start each of the classes I teach with something like what I posted each week. I started this when I wanted to give one of my students some advice, but didn't want them to know I was just talking to them. So I gave it to the whole class. No lie, he says, about a decade later, that student, now an adult with a family, said to me, you don't remember this, I'm sure, but one day you gave advice to the whole class. Well, that was huge for me and really helped me. So we're going to begin with Dan's first one, which was live your life like it's a movie or a great novel. Um, I love it because we only get one of these lives and that each second matters. And I think it, it kind of goes to the, you can be more than you think you are that we were just talking about. Right. Where you, a lot, so many people, I think, limit themselves greatly as they walk around, whether it's for fear or the need for security or, um, it, you know, and I think there are people wired differently that want adventure. They want that. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 we watch great movies because they're filled with compelling moments. And, I, you know, we each have them, but I think we could each have more. And in doing that, I think we can be changed and live a more dynamic life. Yeah, I think it simply puts like, um, you know, you hear like, you can be more than you think you can be. You, know, you hear all these words, but I think like Dan put it in a great way. So that like when you're you're a kid, like, well, okay, why would somebody make a movie about me? All right, what am I gonna do if I wanted somebody to make a movie about me? Right. Like you nobody's know? gonna make a movie about the guy that is watching TV every night and going to bed right. and like then dies. Right. Like you're not gonna read that book. You know, you're gonna read other things. But I would I would take it further to say it also helps with, you know, our our fun guest. Joseph Jason, he was all about mm. perspective. Mm -hmm. So you just had a terrible three-month period. Oh, this is the part of the movie mm -hmm. where I'm really being tested. Mm -hmm. And here comes the great comeback and uh, everything yeah. else. Here's but the I, montage. Right. And yeah. I, I, here comes the 80s montage. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> why, are you, why are you holding the mop uh, in your hand? Tiger. That's crazy. It's more of a danger zone guy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I will use an illustration of Bella Right now, dropping her, I dropped her off. We dropped her off this past Saturday at college. And one of the things I've said was, she gets to go be Bella Mitlow. Mm -hmm. She's not Jay and Rachel's daughter. She's not, oh, that's the duck girl that lost her brother. Mm. So now she gets to be the lead character in her show, mm -hmm. in her movie, mm -hmm. um, in her novel. That's where it took me, um, where kind of like what you just said about Bella, is that not necessarily does every moment of your life have to be something huge. That's a terrible movie. Or more mm -hmm. than it, you know. But it's just, it, it, to me, that phrase, live your life like it's a movie or great novel, it, it inspires confidence to like kind of be the main character and like don't you don't be have the to, main character in your life. Yeah, in your own. Right. It sounds crazy, but yeah, yeah there are people who need that. Right. Mm -hmm. Celebrate the wins in life, no matter how small. Focus on what you did right today, learn from mistakes, but walk through those and focus on the good things that you made happen each day. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's gratitude. Like, that's what I hear coming out of Yeah, I was going to say, it's biblical. Like, focus on the good things, because I, I do that. I need to do that. Being someone that struggles with, like, self-condemnation and, and all that. Like, I, you know, there's times where I'm just, like, kind of need to build myself up and think about just think about the good things or something that I accomplished that was good. It's so easy to let the good things pass by um, because this world does focus a lot on the negative, but sure. You're arrogant, cocky and self aggrandizing. If you focus on the positive mm -hmm. and you're a piece of crap for all the negative. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I love this because it, it is a sentence format for a coaching principle that I used in volleyball, but I also now use in golf, which is when you make a mistake, I want you to hate that mistake for three seconds. I call it the three second principle. Hate it. Mm -hmm. Scream, yell, be mad. Three seconds. And then, because you can't deny it. Mm -hmm. It happened. Mm -hmm. But then if you make a good play, you celebrate that until the next play. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you do that, mm -hmm. 
you're, you're unbeatable. You'll be so annoying to play against, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but it also lift you up. And so that's true of life as well. One of the things being a goalie is you're going to give up a goal. What do you do about that? Do you dwell on it? You put it behind you and then you make a good save and your pads smell. Oh, so bad. So bad. Like it's to the point now <laughs> I have to wash them. Be- like there's, there, there's a point where you're like, man, this, this is a good smell and it smells terrible, but it's pretty good. Nope. I'm way past that. <laughs> Pay yourself first and last. When you get up in the morning, do something that makes you happy first. At the end of the day, reminisce on the good parts of the day. You stop improving when you decide to stop getting better. So never stop trying to be a better friend, husband, wife, friend, employee, citizen, etc. So, all right, I'm digesting this. Why pay yourself first and last? I'm, I'm trying to put that part together. I would argue because then you're going to be in a good frame of mind and you'll be better served to help other people. So, But does he mean like first thing when you wake up and then at night? Or what is that? Well, he starts, he says, pay yourself first and last. When you uh, get up right. in the morning, do something that makes you happy. Oh, I missed the, okay. At, at the, the end, end of the, the day, day, reminisce about the good parts of the day. There it is. It's in, <laughs> it's in English on this page. Oh, it's, on, it's, it's in the second sentence. I, th- I think there's a lot of credence to um, you put your own mask on first and then you help other people. Like on a plane, you know, if the oxygen mask, mm. like you, you sometimes yeah. you have like to. Those work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but, but the theory, you know, the theory would be you, make sure that you're getting what you need and then you're able to, you know, help other people and right. be effective. Yep. Yeah, yeah that makes cool. sense. Absolutely. Um, if you improve by 0.3% each day, just think about how you will be years from now. This is not just for athletes, but for all of us. I cannot extrapolate 0.3% times every day of my I life. I believe his focus is on incremental growth. Not yeah. big steps, little steps. Practice yeah. makes progress. I mean, think about <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, but you um I think when I read that, I, I think about how people get um paralyzed by the idea of failure, but failure to them is defined as they didn't do such and such. Like they didn't in- increase by whatever percentage you know amount you want to give it or they they weren't able to accomplish this big goal on this day right whereas really the goal is just keep going right like, there's times keep... where i'm working on like a bigger project at work and like it just feels like wheels are spinning mm-hmm. but you know like progress is being made but like it feels like nothing's getting done it's but becoming then, permanent but then like when <laughs> when after a bunch of time goes by then it all comes to fruition and then like it's you know the the it's a big deal i'm going to put a 20 minute time limit on brian's response to this next one live in the moment keep an eye on tomorrow move on from yesterday yep <laughs> <laughs> no it, you 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 go yeah, you, you I, go, I, yeah. just just being able to be mindful because what is in the past you like they're it's gone but i like that he says move on from mm-hmm. so it's not leave it behind right move on from it we're acknowledging it we're keeping an eye on tomorrow which you have to do to be wise but we have today yep that's all we have victory nope chickens are easier to pick at night to pick up to pick up at night so why would you move them during the day well, i love this i love this this is for you brian yeah i have chickens chickens are easier to pick up at night so why would you move okay while they're sleeping you can pick them up easier Does they... sorry good well sometimes you do have to move them during the day yeah, and it is harder I, I think there's a i love the simplicity of this but i think there's a deeper kathy confirmed from just a simple chicken basis this is very true well i was gonna say like doesn't dan live in like a pretty rural oh area? dan dan has himself a little farm yeah so there you go and, and this well in my head this extrapolates to uh, another s- famous phrase work smarter not harder mm-hmm. sure yep sure. absolutely but it's also just like it, you know it's almost scriptural. Like, why are you kicking against the goats? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. you're doing, you know, if, if there's an easier way to do it, yeah, or a smarter way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, it's my whole efficiency of movement kind of a thing. Touch it once. Mm-hmm. Touch it once. Yeah. Do it now. Touch them once at night. 
Victory is meaningless if it's easy. I agree and disagree. I was gonna say, yeah, I feel like victory is still great. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you get one. Think about your you know, uh, and you, it's you just, beat Woodland it Hills. Good, you know, dub's a dub, baby. Yeah. yeah, I would rather have a competitive game that you win and you know you've won honestly, but I do like winning. And well, it's like when people say, like, when you just crush somebody, like this, you know, I'm like, that feels pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I will take it this direction. Um, what have you learned if the victory was too easy? I would say there's we're damn good because, because there's, <laughs> two more, <laughs> there's two more bullet points underneath it says accept defeat in your life as a sign you are doing everything right and then get back up and do it again. Accept defeat in your life as a sign you're doing everything right. Yeah, I think what he would mean by I mean, I don't know what he means by that. Let's be very honest. Dan, I know you're listening at some point. Let us know because it could be like, hey, I'm doing things the right way, and I'm, not, I'm being attacked, or I'm having these setbacks, so I'm doing that. I don't know. We'll, we'll strike that. Um, then get back and do it again. Sure. I love the persistence. Get back up and do it again. Rocky. Up, I mean, everybody I, loves the Rocky hey, story. your story's not over yet. Mm-hmm. You know, the book isn't written. Right. It isn't completed. You didn't get to the last chapter. We didn't even get to the denouement, let alone the climax. Shh. Um, next one. Win life. He's got five bullet points. This is the key, everybody. All right. You become what you think about the most. I, I love that. I am a disc golf course. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lantern fly. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> the hell I am. I think I'm a dead lantern fly. <laughs> a Confidence starts as a choice. Mm. All right. Starts as a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right, and then yeah. you build on it, and then... ooh, and cockiness is if it if it ends there. Oh, oh I like that. Wow. Yeah, because I've always said like to athletes, confidence is I'm good. Mm-hmm. Let me show you. You know, cockiness, I'm good, right? Yeah, uh huh, I'm yeah, good. I said I'm good. Let me talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three. The quality of excellence begins in your mind. That, that sounds like number one to me, though. I'll be honest. You become what you think about, and the quality of excellence begins. Well, number mind. one is either way. Number th- three is in a positive oh, okay. sure. direction. Celebrate the wins in your everyday life. True. That's gratitude. So somebody called me the other day, struggling. Basically, it was self-condemnation. The, the details were different, but it was because they didn't feel like they deserved all the good things that they had. Mm-hmm. And I gave them an assignment that somebody had it given wasn't me, me. <laughs> that somebody had given me which was make a list of everything you're grateful for mm-hmm. and i said but here's where i'm gonna bless you more than i was blessed because when i made my list i was like yeah look at all the ways i've been blessed and yet i'm such a jerk mm. and i don't deserve this i said so number two make a list of everything that you're glad that you're not mm. like you feel bad about yourself mm-hmm. really because life's crapped on you you know you've done very little wrong but it would be worse if I was this. It would be worse if I struggled with this. I'm like, okay, I struggle with this one thing or mm-hmm. these three things, but I don't struggle with these 10 things. And I think to me, that's part of this celebrating the wins in your everyday life. Like, Hey, I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do they say? The number one thing you can do to, to get your life in order is make your bed. Mm-hmm. Like if you do that, you've got it going on. There's something about it. You know, so I made my bed, you know, I did this, I did that. You build on those things. Like don't throw them away as nothing. Right. That's my opinion. On that. I like it. Number five, believe, then work hard. I don't like to work hard. And that's, I, see, I, <laughs> I don't mind believing. And I like that one because I think, mm. yeah, it's important to believe. And I'm agreeing with Yeah, you. it's Preach. important to believe. I'm, I'm getting poked at. Um, Preach it, bro. Uh, I believe in something, right? And that's great to believe that that something needs done or something needs whatever. But doesn't mean it's going to be easy and it doesn't mean that just because you thought of the idea now it's it's reality like you got to put some effort into it even if you think it's obviously a good idea it doesn't mean you know and i don't mean sound like old man air here comes no i like it because i'm gonna go there yeah because like i feel like a lot of kids younger and even me at times where it's like you know, oh, this should just happen. I came up with the idea. Why isn't it just happening? Yeah. Well, it's because you're not putting the effort into it. Right. Like, 
it, you will get back what you put into it. And if you're not putting anything into it, you're not getting anything back, you know, anything back. And sometimes you do put a lot of work and you don't get anything back, but that the, like, so, you know, move on, but like, you're, you're never going to come to any, nothing's ever going to come to fruition. If you, if you don't put any work and if it does, it. it's meaningless. I was just going to go back yeah. to victory is meaningless. If it's easy. As, as now having coached for the past 27 years, it's amazing to me the amount of time kids don't put into their sport outside of the sport. Mm. I mean, okay, they might play cup, they play club, whatever else. But I mean, like even now with golf, I said to a kid the other day, how many times did you play this summer? Well, I came to those two practices. I said, no, besides that. He goes, not at all. Right. Or even hitting uh, wiffle balls and I, and in, I a, in your say, backyard like, why, or something. Why are you here? Like everybody wants to be good at something, mm -hmm. right. but nobody wants to work to be good at something. I mean, forget wiffle balls. I chipped real golf balls back and forth from one yard to the other over the driveway that had a stone wall, which made me learn don't blade the ball because then it's coming back fast. <laughs> and so I learned to chip over and back and forth for hours I would spend. I wanted to be good at chipping. You God, go, you go, up, you go up to the field and throw. I still do discs. Yeah. I want to be good. Right. Got to put the work in now. Next one, Ray the Kitten. Dan is a published author. Uh, I think we've talked about it in the past. He wrote yeah. a children's book about his kitten that plays with uh, a chipmunk. So, go on. Ray the Kitten reminds us all that even though we might not be little anymore, we should still seek joy and fun. And I will say that about Dan. He is great at that. He loves the little things, loves the hot dog down at Ocean. Oh, man. Uh, oh Kate man! We, we, yeah, we ate hot dogs with Dan. That was awesome. I was reading, um, and I, I sent this to you, Jay. But I and I got a, I'll, I'll send it to, to you guys. But it was, uh, oh, it was like, what are unwritten rules for guys? Oh yeah, and <laughs> and some of them were great. Like someone was like, you always got to click the tongs, like when you're getting ready yes. to barbecue. Yep, <laughs> you always got to check the drill. You got poop stain in the toilet. You got to pee it off. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh! So true. It was like you always got to check the drill. Twice, zip, zip. you know, just like <laughs> stuff like that. If you're but peeing, then... you got to spit into the stream. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but uh, some of them got really deep, and one of them was talking about how, like, he basically he didn't have a good upbringing, but he was like <laughs> living out his childhood through his kid and like watching his his child grow up and like experiencing those little things. And like I've mm -hmm. kind of noticed that, like mm -hmm. with Maggie, like. When we came rolling up, like, now I am excited about the disc golf basket in the front yard, but she was like really excited. And I was like, yeah, get, you know, and it is those little things like, and, and living that out is, is, is really cool. I know we're all supposed to grow up, but like having that little childlike joy is, mm -hmm. is awesome. I think a great, just to define that, uh, uh, kids are very good at being present and I think that's something that adults yeah. struggle with yep. because we've always got to think about, and obviously to some level of import, we have sure. to think about what's coming up and what do we have to get done. Right. Yeah, but we need to one. hold on to that ability to be like that present. Well, and she they want you, so there. They about want that. you to be present with them. Oh, right. <laughs> all that's, the time. that's nice too. Well, we have to all, <laughs> right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 We have to move on. Okay. That was being funny. We can't have. We can't. Have, oh, we, we have can't be present. We got to. We got to go. We got to. We got to do the next one. That is funny. <laughs> but no, we really do. Don't don't be too cool to express your true feelings. Be passionate and support those around you. Be kind and generous. I agree with all of that. I like that one a lot. Me too. I don't really have anything to say about it. Never miss a good like sunset or a pleasant twilight. Which that's just after sunset? When is twilight? Yeah. Right after, like when things are just mm -hmm. like There's it's still not a quite bit dark of a glow. Yet. It's it's yeah. like I that's my favorite time, man. Everything just doesn't think how, how do would things that, get quieter? Dusk? It doesn't that be sound dusk. Yeah, dusk. it's kind yes, of like right dusk and then dusk. dawn before the sun rises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yes, it is. How does it get quieter? You're starting to see stars. It can't it doesn't seem like it should be oh. really possible, but I Kids swear are going to bed. sort of settles. You know. And for like ten minutes, mm -hmm. it is the most magical time. I love it. It mm -hmm. really is. I like that he says, don't miss it because you're on your phone or doing something you could do later. Go outside. I specifically have certain farm chores. I do at twilight, so I don't let one sneak by without wow. appreciating it. Yeah, like That's picking awesome. up those chickens. Yep. <laughs> wow, that was a loud laugh. That was. I like heard it in the hallway. Like, <laughs> um, actors always have a dress rehearsal before a big show. 
to fix lighting problems and work out the kinks to make mistakes. So when the curtain rises, everything works. Apply this to your failures in life. They are dress rehearsals for success. I think it was uh, Thomas Edison, maybe, that said, I'm not going to get the quote wrong, but it's like, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I found 10,000 ways of not, not to doing make, not something. Not to make a light bulb. Or, I butchered it, but it's something like that. Mm -hmm. Like those mistakes were not losses of time or failures. That was it was an evolution towards success. Yeah. Finally learned to follow Nikolai Tesla. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of, maybe that's kind of what he meant with the accept defeat in your life. It's you're doing like you're making, you know, yeah. you're, you're yeah. not done yet. Right. You're not done yet. All the flowers of tomorrow are in the seeds of today. Get out there and work hard. Plant a seed that will make your dreams come true. Couldn't agree more. Love planting seeds. Do something this week that will make the life of another person better, like planting seeds in them. Give it some thought, be excited and passionate, accomplish the goal, and then walk away and expect nothing in return. We can all be superheroes. Can you imagine if people did that? Mm. I mean, I try to. I mean, I, I kind of... But imagine if everybody did. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If and it, and freely, not expecting something in return. To yeah. be just to give... Like, like if everybody would put their cart back... Oh. <laughs> if everybody just killed the lantern flies on their property, they right. would come on to And the way this course. is written, give it some thought, be excited and passionate, accomplish it, and then walk away and expect nothing in return. And in my head, it's just like he's accomplishing something, doing it, and then the music starts and he just walks away. Ba -da 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 -da. Cool guys. Like struck like away from explosion. Don't look yeah. explosion. <laughs> no need to thank me. <laughs> I'm just a superhero. No, I would like that very much. Mm. I very much would. Friendly reminder. Why are you going with movie voice? You're like, friendly, friendly reminder. Friendly reminder. Superhero Most great things world. very small beginnings. Mm. Makes sense. It's planting seeds again. Yeah. The seeds. biggest mistake you can make in life is being afraid of making one. Just watching as life passes you by. Failure is merely a stepping stone to success. And that's several times he's talked about failing right. and moving, like failing forward. I mean, one of my greatest accomplishments in life was failing to make the IU golf team. Ah, I don't wear t-shirt today <laughs> because I was always afraid of failure. And then I did my... I played well. I shot better than I expected to. Came in fourth out of 34. They took one. We've talked about this before. And I was like, oh, I failed and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a big deal for me. I'm mm -hmm. like, all right. Then, yeah. I on, then I went on to fail quite a bit. <laughs> Failing to this day. <laughs> you're the, you're the right. best failer I know. <laughs> I like to. Now, here's my favorite one. So we saved it for last. He says, make a list in your mind. I would say it's okay to keep it on a piece of paper and a Google Doc mm -hmm. of the top 10 greatest moments in your life and think about them at least once every day. This is not a list that you post or even share with anyone. It's just for you. Be thankful when a new experience or accomplishment pushes out one of your older top 10 moments. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not sure how my story will end, but if I'm an old man collapsed on my farm Knowing it's my last moments, I'll be smiling because I plan on thinking about my 10 greatest moments. Keep them fresh in your mind. We all have accomplished extraordinary things, yet often we think that the most about our failures. And that's stupid. <laughs> I love how it is on this page. It's like everything's bullet pointed and that's the last one. That, that is stupid. That is stupid. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Dan will tell you what is good and what is stupid. So if you're dwelling on your failures, that is stupid. But I love that. That's, Top 10 great. greatest moments. And then again, when you, like, can you imagine just sitting down? I, for me, it would have to kind of be written down. I mean, yeah. You know, and you're like, that's ah, pretty big. It's pretty big. Is it getting in the top 10? Or I don't want to drop 10. 10 was good. I like yeah. 10. Yeah. You know. I'm scared in this moment because I'm like. I, Do I have five? Exactly. I'm like. <laughs> I think everybody has 10, but you just have to kind of respect what your 10 are. Yeah. You know? Like, one of my ten might be like he can't shoot. I threw the I, our, like our, my best flying drive of you know in yeah, disc golf, right? Like, and that's because like there is something about that disc flying through the air that you love so much, and 
why not? Why can't that be one of your top ten? It's a simple thing, but you know, like kids being born, obviously getting married, blah, you know, blah, blah, leading right. people to Jesus. I but mean, like, whatever. man, when you nail that throw, <laughs> like when you hear the chains go, ching. Yeah. I think number ten for me might be showing up on time for podcast tonight. My man, really didn't respect showing up. <laughs> I would say like, oh, first day, at first week of school, I could see him bailing. I mean, I'd make it your number one, but I mean, yeah, that's always top ten. That's good. <laughs> No, but I think uh, top 10. I might, Dan, I might take you up on that. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that too. I feel bad. Yeah, you can't share them though. You can't. No, 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 no. No, it's for you. I I, I, feel like some of the things that aren't on there. Oh, right. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your wife sees it. And none of them? I mean, none of them. <laughs> Going out with Molly Maguire in fifth grade is better than being married to Marrying me. Marrying me on understand. the altar? Molly was awesome. <laughs> Honey, you would have loved her. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Uh, and that's how we're going to end episode 212. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinroom.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks, as always, for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.